The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Back to the Brandon Peter Show as we close with a song in this the series of music videos, which is a companion to And let me welcome out once again. Is it your favorite? Maybe. It's my favorite. It's oh, my favorite. <laughs> it's your favorite. Uh, from the Courage to Rise podcast, it's Jennifer Rayford. Hello. Hello. Thanks Hello. for having me back yet again. Yes, four times. I'm a repeat offender. Spending all summer with me. <laughs> hanging out. Everybody here at the Brandon Peters shows just having a good old time this summer. Crazy parties. Spending our summer vacation with you. Oh. Oh. <laughs> vacation. The lead single from the second album of the same name from the Go-Go's. Segway queen right here. Awesome. Uh, it was a follow-up to their mega-successful number one album the previous year, uh, Beauty and the Beat. What a title. like it. Uh, which was double platinum. Uh, vacation only managed gold certification, so people were just like done with the Go-Go's, I guess. Uh, the song topped out at number eight on the Hot 100. Their final song to ever do so. Uh, it was 13 on Mainstream Rock, number 17 on The Dance. Uh, vacation. Trivia. Vacation was the first ever cassette single ever sold. Not a cassette album, but a single. Uh, the release of the album timed out perfectly with Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which features them not only on the soundtrack, but we got the beat from the previous album. Their gigantic hit uh, is the track that opens the film. Uh, before we go, the Go-Go's Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which we talked about. I pair, If all goes right, Scott and I talked about Fast Times at Ridgemont High on Monday on the show. So, do you have memories or anything of Fast Times? No, not really. No? Oh. No. Just the, was that the one that, uh, God, what's his name? Uh, Sean Penn in that one? Yes, he is. Yes, Spicoli. Right. Spicoli, that's right. Spicoli. <laughs> it's the, uh, the good Phoebe Cates gets uh, naked movie of the summer of 82. <laughs> we started with Paradise. Just... <laughs> Like I said, just wait till August for Fast Times. Um, she'd tell you the same thing. Um, but yeah, Fast Times are the huge, big soundtrack, big score. This and like Last American Virgin, which was released right before it, were ones that just pushed these teen movies with big soundtracks right away. Because, which I know there was, I believe, on Last American Virgin. Uh, I haven't recorded that episode of the show as we as we go yet, um, but I believe they spent as much on the movie as they did the soundtrack for Last American Virgin. That was one I never saw. Oh, you didn't? Oh my gosh, I love it. Um, it's a bit mean, but it's kind of honest in a way. 
Uh, but th- the soundtrack features like Ario Speedwagon, Keep on Loving You, The Cars Shake It, like no, like actual already hits, so it cost a lot of money um, doing it. Um, but yeah, that's a those are two my book of better eighties um, things and Fast Times, uh, Fast Times Original at High. Uh, by the way, uh, now uh, the Criterion Edition Blu-ray has the penis back in it, which was <laughs> cut out after the theatrical run because there's. There's a male genitalia shown in the movie, and after that theatrical Roma came to VHS, it was gone. And for the first time, I think it came out two years ago, it's, it's back. back. <laughs> a dick cut his back. disappearing penis. Because <laughs> I, I got the Blu-ray uh, that I was watching. I was like, oh, I don't remember a penis in this. <laughs> I was like, is this like an uncut vert? Because there's like a TV cut edition. I'm like, they might have screwed this. Nope, they put that penis back because that was in the theatrical cut. So those of you waiting 40 years for it, it's back. Uh <laughs> But this is the Go-Go's, uh, this is Vacation, um, so they were already on with another hit right when their the movie that was going to have, everybody was going to have them on the mind, was going out, uh, and this video was directed by Mick Haggerty and C.D. Taylor. Uh, Haggerty also did the We Got the Beat video, Holodose videos, B-52s, he did the Walk on Water video for Aerosmith. Taylor did some optical work on Monty Python Live at the Holy- Hollywood Bowl, which... We talked about earlier in this series of videos, and he did uh, videos with Jefferson Starship and worked with Haggerty on a lot of the same videos. Uh, this video cost $50,000, which was one of the biggest budgets for a music video at the time, but this was like the biggest band on the planet at the time, at least for the kids. But uh, the, we t- I hinted to this in the last video, but does this video look like it cost? Like fifty thousand, whatever. But just being like, this is one of the most expensive videos ever made. Maybe the tiaras and the tutus they were wearing on the water skis to put it over the edge. <laughs> I don't know. There's nothing like. I'm like, what is, did it? Is it the graphics and the like? I I was shocked to hear that because as I'm watching it, I'm like, all right, we're just like water skiing, skiing around with tiaras and and not even really water skiing. Right, water skiing around with tiaras and tutus. Yeah. And it turns out, I guess it also took so long to film that they had drinks come in at the end mm-hmm. and they were completely shit-faced on the water skis by the end. <laughs> One of them was like, if you really zoom in on us, you can tell like we're just not mm-hmm. even pretending anymore. <laughs> Rock and roll. Because it was the the they they felt the band felt at the time the video was just like the stupid thing that you had to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Going back to what we had talked about on one of the previous episodes about just the emergence of music videos in general. Right. And that this right. was just something they had to do and they invested all this money to do it. And yeah, so we were drunk in tutus and uh, tiaras on water skis, as one does on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there, I mean, a lot of the other stuff that's there is and then the, the skiing is like rear projection. So it's not like we're really skiing. Um and they're just like hanging out in a terminal for a bunch. And there's no like crazy, like innovative camera work or anything. It is just like, we're here. The most innovative camera work is in the very beginning with the vacation picture. And at the very end when he's sweeping up, and that's it. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's colorful when they're yeah. there. And, but 
yeah, so there's a there's taxi drives in. Uh, Belinda Carlisle arrives. It's just shows them performing, but just water skiing formation, and they just mug for the camera and close ups and stuff. Um, there's like a yeah, a janitor sweeping up trash at the end and stuff. Like I don't know. It I was just like, oh, this is. Because I think I read about it being expensive before I got to it. I was kind of writing up the script and stuff before I watched the video. And I was like, oh, what's this guy? I'm like, I don't remember Vacation. or what? I remember the song, but I don't remember the video. And I was like, oh, where, how much did that cost? Like, I'm like, where is the money? Is it in the booze? Is it, <laughs> did the Go-Go's like charge? Like, I, yeah, I did. I did think it was kind of, um, Gina uh, Shock, when she's drumming, you can see her vocally keeping time. And I thought that was kind of neat. I, You know, most of the people are like, people are looking cool, but she was like, <laughs> like keeping time. I'm like, okay, maybe they were actually playing it live rather than trying to fake it. So that was kind of yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, just, yeah, it's a, it's a nifty song. Uh, it was recently featured in the credits for Spider-Man Far From Home, the one with Jake Gyllenhaal, not the most recent one with everybody um but so it's still on the mind of people and uh, the go-go's i mean that's a cool band that just didn't last um has you know belinda carlisle everybody you know having just a place on earth people know her and uh jane weedlin who was joan of arc in bill and ted's excellent adventure did not know that yeah she has a she has quite a quite a little career herself. Like all, all of them broke off to do things. Like she's oh she's the singing telegram girl in Clue. <laughs> remember that? Uh, but yeah, I remember Clue? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But she's had quite a quite a acting vo- voice acting career um, outside of them. And Belinda Carlisle, of course, huge um, for a moment there, and apparently overseas. And you can definitely. Uh, when you're reading up on Belinda Carlisle, um, it's very, um, it's like her, her like PR person wrote her like Wikipedia and IMDb pages because it's very defensive of things of hers. <laughs> I'm like, this is supposed to be matter of fact. Not right, like, right. Stick to the facts. This is not a court of law. <laughs> it sounds, it sounds kind of opinionated and slanted and biased in a way. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. But yeah, um, yeah, the Go-Go, it's, it's a band, band, you know, band, you know, we got the beat. Um, they're a bit, quite more than that, but like, I just, I knew they were, I knew they were popular. I know the songs, but I didn't realize like the previous album was like one of the biggest ones and they're so popular, but maybe they were with the drop down, maybe they were like the Hootie and the Blowfish of their time, where it's like, we had enough of you last year, okay? We're yeah. or for two years where bands will come out and they'll hit big and just keep hitting big. There's so many singles and everybody just gets like enough of them. Yeah, and it's the poor them because that's not them. That's their marketing team overexposing them. Right. Well, and even investing that much money in a video at that point in time, I mean, fifty thousand dollars would be a lot to invest now in anything, but much less than eighty two to do a video like. That. Right, in an unproven format that was just picking yeah. up speed. Like, cause this is the year, like, uh, like uh, in this this year, um, or the next year because of this year, like Grammys will give out music video awards. Like uh, Olivia Newton John's Physical wins the first ever music video award. VMAs come out, um, 
and those then becomes like a popular thing and then lasts for a couple a little over two decades of being completely a, a relevant thing we still get them now but um but yeah it's just crazy to see the crash and burn and then the the group had infighting too which kind of ended it they felt they were focusing a bit more on Bel- that t- typical story of yeah they keep giving <laughs> attention to belinda but i'm good too we're all here and yeah it's like all right well well yeah and for the and then you lose the the, so many bands have gone through that and then they lose what was so good about it because everybody Mm -hmm. gets caught up in these like ego battles and if can we just focus on what we create together no right yeah right no we're gonna tear the band apart okay we're done (laughs) like and there's bands like uh like scandal um that uh the warrior like they were done before that song hit big i mean they basically held glue together to get a tour out of success of that song but things like that the Bengals last for a girl rock group in the 70s they they last throughout they're a good group um bananarama was they went through their problems too um just a lot of a lot of crazy stuff that happens through a decade and just and it's hard to remember like their time on top was like really tiny but you'll remember like a song, but it's like, no, it was a bigger deal than that. And it's just crazy and sad and all that. Like, them go-go's. I just wanted more out of the video. Maybe they figured the yeah. song was going to carry it all. <laughs> yeah. It's a good song. It's just the video is like. Yeah. It's one of those songs that pops into your mind unbidden. That's It happened to me not too long ago when I was packing for a vacation. All of a sudden, I'm like, where the hell did that earworm come from? <laughs> Actually, and then it prompted me to go far before you and I started talking about this. Mm -hmm. And it prompted me to go and look up the lyrics of it. And I was like, oh, it's a little sadder than I thought. I was like, oh, no, it's about fun and going on vacation. And I was like, oh, no, it's actually kind of nuts. (laughs) That's that's the thing with the songs. There's always, yeah, I like the happy songs that have dour meaning. I had a completely different interpretation of what I thought the song meant until I Mm -hmm. read like what that basically it was written about like I went on vacation and met a guy I interpreted it as I went on vacation to forget about you that we broke up and so I went away for the week mm. and that was like my week without you but I still can't forget about you and I came back and like it's still here and I had a completely different interpretation of the song before uh. that. <laughs> now you've been schooled and really, I just wanted to be a happy song about vacation, not have all this like deep meaning to it. So. It still can be. You can subscribe to the thing that once it leaves the artist, it becomes whatever the person interprets it and wants it to be. So, <laughs> so Berlin, t- Take My Breath Away could be a love song about two people <laughs> instead of somebody with themselves. Could be that way. Could be that way. It's open for interpretation. Open for interpretation. Uh, but yeah, so that's a uh, go goes. Uh, vacation, all I ever wanted. Um, that'll do it for this week. And Jeffrey, your turn, your time is done. You could be like, oh, no. your time is done. I have abandonment issues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll be back. Um, so, uh, but thank you for joining up for the summer of 82. Been a blast. I hope you've enjoyed your time. Uh, been a, been a good four months and you won't have me tagging you, uh, for a bit. Um, but, uh, before you head out, let people once more know where they can keep up with you and what you have going on. It's August. Yeah, it's August. <laughs> Courage Rise podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at I am Jennifer Rayford and also my website, jenniferrayford.com. And we've got a book coming out this year, another publication coming out, all kinds of good stuff happening. So 
give me a follow and appreciate the support. Do so, do so. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at brand for khd written work at whysoblue.com. I'll be back Monday. Uh, I believe Scott and I will be talking about the Beastmaster on Monday. <laughs> what was that? I love that movie. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the ferrets, the black-footed ferrets. I totally decided oh, yeah. back this. Go ahead. <laughs> that was amazing. That was amazing. Oh my god, that's it. Uh, come back Monday. <laughs> Stay home positive. I'm Brandon. That's Jennifer. Last summer of 82 at 40. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Olsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. The Summer of 82 at 40 and News of the Moment themes by Press Maxson. Additional information on this and other episodes at thebrandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at thebrandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found. Mm-hmm.